full disclosure, I am not a marketer. You know, the Blackwing Pencil Podcast caught my attention and I wasn't exactly sure why. And I listened to it over and over again until I figured out what it was that really got my attention. And it can be boiled down to one sentence, one quote that Jacqueline said, and it was, if we find that our product was created with deep care and attention, the customer will give us their attention willingly. That's John Nelson, a thought leader in financial services. Keep listening to hear how he describes his aha moment as a non-marketer. Welcome to Uncooked, raw insights for marketers to cover the unfiltered truth from industry experts, brands, and the target audiences we serve in their own words. I'm your host, Jacqueline Lieberman, and today on Uncooked, I've compiled a wrap-up episode just for you. It's meant to reflect on the last few episodes and bubble up the key insights all in one place. And like any Cliff Notes version, however, the real meat is found within the episodes. But I'm hoping to give you a flavor for what was covered so you could decide for yourself and go back and listen for the insights you might need for the work you do. So let's dig in. I launched the podcast with an episode talking with a Gen Z panel about their idea of fashion and specifically why they consider dressing up to be wearing jeans. What really started out as being curious about the brands they thought were cool, I ended up uncovering that they're actually flipping the script on the perceptions of traditional fashion. I found with Gen Z, it's not just about sporting a comfortable style. It's about the simple notion of being comfortable in your own skin. They spoke about their influences that really run the spectrum from Billie Eilish and Lil Nas and dare I even say crazy ass Kanye West. But it's an important insight for me around Gen Z fashion being less about recreating the look and copycatting a runway it's really more about clothes being an expression of how you live your life. So if you're a clothing brand marketing to Z's, it's got to be more than merely just following a fashion trend. You need to offer the products and styles that reflect the Gen Z's open nature and provide a blank canvas for creativity and even diversity. And speaking as a strategist, I see a real white space. If you're a clothing brand looking to create a new market opportunity, the fashion for post-college Zs entering the workforce, I feel like that that's the space. After a decade of wearing athleisure and leggings, they're really going to be hungry for a style that they can customize to their new way of life. So it's one that takes them from a job interview to happy hour to meeting the parents out for dinner. Yes, Gen Z won't always be home for dinner because they're the generation who will actually move out of their parents' house. That's a good nugget. Okay, moving on. In episode three, I covered Gen Z and food preferences because I kept reading about how Gen Z is more adventurous than other generations and demanding CPG companies to produce more flavor varieties. Well, I couldn't find any of that in my panel, but what I did find was something I feel was way more important. Their view on food and health was extremely surprising and encouraging. They place food really in two categories. It's fuel and fun. And both high schoolers and college Zs, they view food exactly as it should be. Fuel needed to give them energy to get them through the day. They have this heightened awareness, always weighing choices of, if I eat this, I will feel fill in the blank. I'll feel satiated, sluggish, energized, gross. 
And on the other end of the spectrum, food equals fun with my friends. They reserve fast food for indulgence, so there's no illusions here. They know it's garbage in and garbage out. But what Gen Z does that's really unique is that they give fast food a role in their lives as opposed to a staple in their diets. That means that they can consume without shame, like many of us do. They eat it, they enjoy it, and they know that they'll have chicken and maybe a vegetable tomorrow, and that's pretty huge. In both episodes, Gen Z talked about their social media habits and what shapes their decision-making to try new things, be it clothes or food. And if you've ever observed Gen Z for more than five minutes, you'll note that they don't actually watch anything. They are constantly bouncing between watching The Office for the seventh time, checking Snapchat or group text, and all the other social notifications are a constant stream of interruptions. It's important for marketers to know that Gen Z does less watching and really more absorbing. They absorb messages that are just embedded into their digital daily lives. So the next time you spend an entire meeting debating on whether the set backdrop is too aspirational looking or the talent isn't holding the product in quite the right light, it literally doesn't matter anymore. No one is looking at your spot long enough to notice. I know, it's like a knife in the heart for all creative directors out there, but it's true. I'm not nearly done with Gen Z. Next, I'm exploring the evolution of gaming and how it's actually good for your mental health. Yeah, the thing that we keep saying is melting the brains of our kids can actually be good for them. So stay tuned for that one. The next roundup of episodes, I explored a burning question I had, which was, given everything we've just gone through as a society, how can brands become more human? In the middle of my quest for the answer happened to be an episode about a very human brand that makes pencils called Blackwing. I didn't plan it this way, but it turns out that the spotlight on the Blackwing pencil company ended up being very connected to the Burning Question episodes part one and two. And I found through reviews that it resonated for people in lots of different ways. Since Blackwing is in the business of helping people slow down, they encourage a very human need, which is to find that balance between our digital lives and our analog lives. Because with digital saturation being the way it is, there's something very human about transferring a thought onto paper through a pencil versus tapping on a screen. And one pencil person actually wrote and agreed that the notion of when we actually write things down and create things on paper, we tend to focus and stretch our brains in a completely different way. But the main reason I wanted to highlight Blackwing on this marketing podcast was because they don't do marketing. They've managed to create a cult-like following by thinking like a human being versus thinking like a brand marketer. Their human approach really starts with making the best product they possibly can by obsessing over quality and the discipline to place it only in the hands of the people who appreciate it. Not the entire world, just the pencil people. And to take it further, they didn't have a strategy meeting about a Black Lives Matter social post. They just asked themselves, how are these events hurting the people we care about and what could we do to help? Blackwing will only partner with like-minded brands and would never do anything that goes against their core principles, no matter how much money is left on the table. So to me, they truly embody a human approach to marketing. 
What's funny is that I also received feedback that the pencil episode, of all things, even resonated with non-marketers. Here I thought I was just throwing down insights to help my marketing peeps, but not so. Here's John Nelson again, the self-proclaimed non-marketer, describing his aha moment from the Blackwing episode. Because there's a part where the brand manager talks about the carefully selected materials that goes into making a pencil from sourcing the best cedar wood and graphite, which creates this pleasurable writing experience. Anyway, I found it interesting, not because I wanted to learn how to make pencils, but it was about having this obsessive focus on the details. If you care enough, your customers will too. So here's John's aha moment. Well, I know that Jacqueline's podcasts are generally aimed at marketers and Full disclosure, I am not a marketer. I have no experience in it other than the fact that I'm working with my company to help build our national brand. I was kind of brought into it by circumstance and I'm enjoying it. So I'm attracted to podcasts that have some marketing information in them. And, you know, the Blackwing Pencil podcast caught my attention and I wasn't exactly sure why. And I listened to it over and over again until I figured out what it was that really got my attention. And it can be boiled down to one sentence, one quote that Jacqueline said, and it was, if we find that our product was created with deep care and attention, the customer will give us their attention willingly. And I thought about that. And I thought about how true that is, whether we're talking about Macallan Scotch or whether we're talking about Lint's chocolate. I mean, we're all in the business of attracting customers. My business is a lot different. We're in the business of attracting people, but the same still holds true. And I realized how poorly we actually do at that right now. And that is showing the consumer or these people the care and attention that goes into our product or our brand or their experience when they work with us. And it opened a whole entree for me to treat differently my approach to attracting people. Now I find myself working very hard at creating sort of a passion around my team, the experience that people who join my team will have, and I'm finding fruits from it already. And the way my team is reacting is the way people perk up when they hear, rather than me talking purely about the money or, or the tactile things that the benefits, you know, especially in sales, we're always talking about the benefits of certain things that somebody would purchase. And now I find that if I concentrate more on my own process, my own product, the attention comes naturally. So I can't wait to see what's on the next podcast because I'm now a big fan. I can't promise the topic of brands being human won't make an appearance again because I'm realizing there's a lot of ground to keep exploring. But that said, for anyone responsible for the voice of a brand, here are five key takeaways from my panel of marketing leaders for how to make your brand more human. Number one, listen and be of service. The overlap between your brand truth and the needs of your audience is where your brand can uniquely serve. Number two, a brand is more than a product or service. It's a set of promises to people. So keep your promises. Three, stop being afraid to have a point of view and to do the right thing by taking some action. Show, not tell, is the only way people can believe in you. Four, leave the voice of your brand in the hands of a tight-knit group of brand stewards whose job is to make sure your brand message never gets diluted. And finally, it's never too late to hit the reset button. 
If you don't know your purpose, take the time to find it. If you know it but can't articulate it in marketing, find someone who can. Every brand has a raw truth. Sometimes you just have to dig deep enough to find it. This has been an episode of Uncooked, Raw Insights for Marketers. I'm Jacqueline Lieberman, founder and chief strategist at Brand Crudo, a marketing consultancy. You can learn more about what we do at brandcrudo.com. I'd like to thank all of my panelists for sharing their valuable points of view. And I want to thank you, my new listeners, for the reviews and feedback that will only make this podcast better. Speaking of reviews, that is the only way this podcast reaches new people. It's not my rule. It's just the way Apple does it. So I'd really, really appreciate if you took 60 seconds right now to rate and review this episode. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.